Coming up, John talks about his marathon experience. Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, about 10 miles away, but soon to be about 38. So I'm, I will be moving in a couple of months. Yes, that's that's where, you know, we're going to have to see what that sounds like after you move. Like, what, what are you going to say? You know, are you going to say 38 know. miles away or are you just going to... You know, <laughs> it's all it's it's a it's all an estimation. So about yeah. ten, I don't know. It's about <laughs> 10, 20, 30. I'm anxious to see what it's going to be like as far as time wise. You know, whenever you actually have to drive there, what that drive is going to be like for you. It might yeah, be that, a little more peaceful. You might have like that break before you hit the the touristy traffic, and it might be a little uh, give yeah. you a chance to kind of like prepare for it. You know. Yeah, it's true. A lot of times I'll put on like a, a podcast or a YouTube video or something like that. And, you know, driving 35 to 40 minutes is not a big deal. It's not so. And uh, like I said, one of the de- one of the re- reasons I made the decision to move was Disney kind of is they don't like people to be spontaneous and decide to go somewhere on a whim. So yeah. I guess I don't need to be ready for that then either because... Uh, you know, I can't just go if I want. I got to make sure I can get a, uh, a reservation first. They really love reservations. They don't they ever do. go away. Well, reservations drives the COVID monster away. So, you know. Well, it helps them to staff more, you know, control staffing better and the distribution of people. So it helps them maximize profits by knowing ahead yeah. of time where everyone's going to go. So, yeah, whatever reason they can put behind that, it's great. Well, that's the real reason, but the the fake reason is they say COVID, just like everything. So. Yeah, they use that for everything. But yeah, I don't think I don't think COVID's done anything to them yet. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, so, as far as reservations. Go, yeah, I know. I, that's yeah. I don't think that's that's helped drive it away or affect it in any way. So, you know, but uh, anyways, John, how did your week in the parks go? The week in the parks was fairly uneventful because last Sunday I ran the 2022 Walt Disney World Marathon. And so, you know, I visited all four parks that day. So we'll get into that as our main topic but then my wife and daughter went on a cruise for the week, a Royal Caribbean cruise, not Disney. But mm-hmm. so I was at home watching the animals and recovering from uh, running 26.2 miles. And I ended up not going to the parks on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. And, uh, you know, I also was doing house stuff. We sold our house on Monday and then my wife left on a cruise and I was dealing with inspections and realtors and all that fun stuff. So I was kind of distracted this week. 
But anyway, yesterday I did go to Epcot. Um, I didn't get there till around five. I noticed every social media person in the world had been doing Festival of the Arts stuff all day long. And, you know, I I was like, well, I, I, I should go and at least stop by. It's been so long. So I did go. I did a, a one loop around. I didn't look at a lot of the art yet. I'm going to, but I'm going to wait and go with my wife to look at the art because she really likes to go through that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just did a quick preview, just walking around, looking at stuff. I, But uh, the only real thing, well, I I walked past that figment popcorn line. Yeah, I was going to say one day. There was like a six-hour estimate at one time or something like that. That was crazy. I, I honestly do not know. I probably, if if there was just a normal line like there was for most things, I probably would have gotten one yeah. to give away, you know, on my Instagram because people would have got excited. But I I don't know. I I have a I I work a couple of jobs and I could do other stuff in that six hours. Yeah, right. Yeah. And wow. I just don't I don't I, I I don't see how it could be a benefit. I did see a post though, and this I thought was so nice. Some guy was in line, and I forget his name, but and uh, Days Gone Disney shared his post, but so it's on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. He waited the whole time, and he said he got it because his mom wanted it. He said, "Happy birthday, mom." He said, and then I bought a second one in the spirit of giving, and he walked all the way to the back of the line and gave it to somebody. And I oh was my like, god, that's that so, so awesome! I was like, that is such a good idea. You know, it, in comparison to the horrible people who have giant bags stuffed with them, oh. we're probably putting them on eBay to resell. Yeah, them. they are. They already are up. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I honestly, I don't. I don't begrudge anybody who figures out a way to make a living, and that yeah. includes that. So I'm not mad about it, I guess. But I don't know. I. I still. It's it's not their fault because again when you live in Central Florida things are expensive nobody pays much you got to find a way to make money it's a good hustle but the people who are buying it shame on you that's the real yeah, that's right. the real problem the people who are on eBay going I'll pay three hundred dollars for a figment bucket hey yeah, maybe I, it is worth six hours if I sold it there but yeah that's true but I, I think you know that's the thing I think that the the problem is that they're kind of like disney in some ways you know taking advantage of the fandom and that kind of stinks you know but i mean there's a lot of things like that it's not just disney you know it's like playstation and xbox selling going buying them and selling them you know how my brain works and my first thing that i thought was look how much everybody loves figment disney maybe you should do some more moana attractions (laughs) that's exactly what i thought disconnect it's like People love yep. Figment so much. They don't love plastic. They don't. They, they love Figment as a character, and I think they they'll find it. But why would they just say, "Ah, the ride"? Who cares? Let's change what people. I mean, like, like you I know, don't... food and wine festival yep. mug from this year, from last year. There, I mean, they put him right on the mug. They, he's the icon of the park, more or less. I, I think they, they know that. But you're absolutely right. Why don't they think that? that deserves well he doesn't um, have a stupid movie and and they can't get past ip they're like no what movie does this support so and again what people love the most without the movies so uh, right that's what i i'll bring it up again when my stepdad went there he loved spaceship earth was his favorite ride 
he doesn't care about any movies, but it was so unique, so interesting. So it just gra- gripped him, you know. He's like, "This is this this was the best." He didn't say, "I don't remember the movie." I can't. It's like people really need to get out of that mindset. Anyway, that's just a side yeah. side bit. I did go by that, but I was gonna say on the way out, I saw, and this was completely coincidental on my part. Like it was like six thirty. I was walking past Spaceship Earth, so I was like, all right, I'm going to go on it. So I went on Spaceship Earth because there was no line, because that's always a great time. And then as I got off that and I'm leaving, I'm walking down and, you know, the uh, Beacons of Magic show comes on. Oh, yeah, and I, I heard know what's Kermit coming. talking. Uh, I and I was it. like, yeah. I I was like wow, this is, this is cool, you know, like it's a different show. So... I I watched as a different show happened and there was like little stars and then it went around with a light and I was like I don't even know what it is I am not a I am not a huge fan where I know all the information apparently it's called Rainbow Connection yep, Rainbow Connection yeah I didn't even I have no I I don't know if I've ever heard that before like oh, I wow, have no yeah. idea I'm yeah. not that into this Disney-ish and Muppet stuff yeah, and, yeah. but I did have a lot of comments. And a lot of people were like, I don't love that. It doesn't fit on Spaceship Earth. And there was a lot of people that didn't like it, too, which I was surprised. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know if there's any underlying reasoning for why they don't like it. Or some people said it just doesn't fit. I'm just happy that they are they keep using that because Harmonious, I have no interest in seeing that. I don't care if I ever saw it again. But this show, even if you don't like this particular one... It means they are going to keep changing up the Beacons of Magic shows. And that rainbow looks so cool. It really yeah. did. Seeing a rainbow come up on there, I was like, and I love rainbows, you know. I'm mm-hmm. not, I, I don't really care about symbolism or what it means. I always thought, you know, if you want to use that as a symbol for uh, LGBTQ or whatever, it's all good. But I always loved rainbows, not for any particular reason or political reason or anything like that. They're they're just pretty to look at. And mm-hmm. man, I, I really like that rainbow on there. I thought that looked great, just kind of spiraling across. So I'm just happy Disney is continuing to experiment. Even if this wasn't their best version, they're going to keep playing with this and awesome. Keep keep trying new stuff and try stuff you know? i i get why they don't why they don't want to they say it doesn't fit because you know in our in our heads a lot of people like our <laughs> age we don't look at that as an ip park but and and we we complain about that all the time the right whole park doesn't fit now so there you right go. <laughs> so it's like what what's the matter now they've already uh, broken that seal yeah. so i i'm kind of like i i look at it like this the muppets are underrepresented for a property that disney owns and I like the Muppets. I don't love the Muppets, but I like the fact that it's underutilized. It was a thing of my, you know, when I was younger, I remember watching them all the time. So I, I think, you know, and I really like that show at Hollywood Studios. So, you know, yeah. I think anytime and, and the barbecue joint there at Epcot, I really like the food there. I think they did an awesome job with the decorations and stuff, you know, kind of the story behind it and all that. So... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of neat. The Rainbow Connection is an iconic uh, um, song for the Muppets. So. Yeah, that's what I heard now, and I had no idea. Like, I yeah. really didn't. So, again, yeah. I liked it. I was just 
But what I was going to say is the fact that I was one of the first people to put it up. Every single vlogger and Disney, yeah, they YouTube, all did. They all yeah. had it. Yeah. But that, but that means, like, for for me, it was a complete accident. All those people were probably are probably told about this stuff ahead of time. Because how in the yeah. heck could you have it exactly the right time, and the right place, and the right angle? Yeah. Immediately, it's like you need to know it's coming. For me, I was walking out of the park and I was like, "Ooh, look!" And I moved around as I was recording it to try to get a better spot. And I, but it makes me think that Disney definitely gives a heads up to all the social media people as to what's coming because there's no way that every single one of them happened to be after most of them opening up the park and being there all day telling you about every food item that's at the festival of the arts and every single whatever everywhere i uh yeah i i was like i wonder who tells them that stuff because it's definitely not a coincidence that they all knew it and like I said, for me, if it was just coincidental, I would have been one of the only people for at least the first 30 minutes or so to even know about it because yeah. I saw the first one just by accident completely. And I well, was like, I was, you know, I was listening to a podcast, um, a different podcast earlier this week and just talking about one of the Disney vloggers and how this particular one goes um you know, the parks is over exuberant with all their content and, you know, just positive, positive Disney and all this stuff. And um, how that particular vlogger is kind of walking away and doing other stuff now. And then part of the thing that they talked about was the fact that the views are down for everyone on YouTube as far as the Disney vloggers. And that got me to thinking, like, you know, don't you it, it kind of gets discouraging because everyone's kind of competing and they're trying to be the first to show oh, this and that yeah, and the that other thing and and then you see them all over you like you always see them at, at the parks and they're like the park experience they're never going to capture the park experience I, because they're not enjoying themselves they're just I videotaping it to be a turn off like i i honestly like i looked and i saw uh, one of the people we actually like the touring plans i love touring yeah, plans but yeah. they were trying every piece of food and doing yeah. everything and doing and i'm like i don't know i i i am not as much as i love the festival of the arts i don't want to see and hear every little right. detail of it that's why like i said the the direction that i went from the beginning is i'll give you a little clip or something you're not going to get coverage every single item available here's the list i'm gonna right. here's every act coming on the bra it's like nah and if you're that into disney you might not follow me but if you're more casual yeah yeah, yeah you're just the person that vacations here you like it exactly. you don't need to know every single thing that happens in every list and i think they're all getting tedious there's some people out there that i follow and i remember thinking when does this guy ever go home? He's there for every single thing, yeah. always. And I'm like, I, 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 I get paid for my job. I'm like, no one. I couldn't imagine spending that kind of time there. And the biggest disappointment is, I don't think that many people care enough. Like the group of people that are that insane, they all have their own YouTube channels and they're already right. there. It's exactly. Like, they don't. That, it's not going to help you that much if you're like an average uh, family that lives a thousand miles away. You're not going to be like, I want to watch every single detail, the food and wine, yeah. every item yeah. that's available to eat. It's like I don't, I don't, I live here and I don't even care about that. 
if something's really good, I find it interesting that eventually it fleshes out and you're like, oh, look, right. everyone's talking about this particular item. I might give it a try. You know, that's that's cool. But I don't that's know. Exactly I, yeah. I almost felt like the popcorn bucket. It's like that's the 40,000 people who are Internet bloggers. And yeah. <laughs> they're all that right. lined up. It's how many can there be? And again, I feel bad because I'm technically one of them. But. I just no, but you're different. I don't want to be you, like that, though. Hey, you capture the experience. You know, well, you're the the uh, uh, POV, just experience, right? I told, and I wasn't even gonna do. I did do a festival of the arts picture, just one last night, but I mainly did it because I like to break up all the reels that I do for bonus reasons. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put one picture of it up. But you know what I did yesterday? Everybody did Festival of the Arts festival all day long. I put up a a reel of pulling into the Coronado Springs and I got 20,000 views and I got 2,000 likes. So instead of being one of everybody doing the same thing, I'm like, eh, Coronado Springs. That's yeah, what I do. And that's smart. I try to explain that to people that you will never stand out if you do what everybody else does at right. the same time they all do it, you know? And again, I did do some Festival of the Arts yesterday, but if you look at my pictures compared to anyone else, I did one sunset picture of of the of the sign and I did a clip from the new show. The new show I just love the beacons of magic. So if I mm -hmm. ever see that, I'm putting that up right away. So. But anyway, all day long, people were loving my Coronado Springs thing as all they saw was Festival of the Arts jammed everywhere in their face. Everyone trying to be the first, first. So again, it's all right to be to uh, it's all right to be topical meaning it is happening now so you should see it but everybody did like the same picture the same stuff and the same sign and then all of them and and about i only follow like 300 people and like half of them all told me every day everything when it starts when it finishes what's available who's the axe i'm like where do you put like is everybody a news source too that drives me nuts yeah we have enough you know there's news yeah, sources do. out there we I mean, can't and all there's, that, you know? yeah, we just, and they're well established, right? So it's like it, you have this established news source. You, you, you know, cover, do something else. If you've do got a better else. way to do it, I'll listen. But I yeah, just right. don't know. You don't just try to be the next that. You know? But anyway, yeah, just my opinion. I guess we better get on to the race because uh, yeah, we're on a yeah. time. So yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about your experience then for the uh, for the race. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, before you get into it, I guess the first thing I'm just kind of curious about, and then I'll just you know give the mic over to you for what you want to where you want to go with it. But like, what time did you have to get up in the morning to even get in that corral, and what corral did you have to be in? I don't even know the corral name anymore. It was like S5 or something. Like they they changed it from letters to numbers. But so I think I was second to last group. But then they instead of corrals, they did it like sections of the corral at a time or something. But I got up at 2:30 in the morning. Wow. Okay. And and I was gonna say on a side note, the reason I was in that corral. I've run other marathons, so I should not have been that far back, but I signed up to run with my daughter who didn't. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to submit any times for better placement because 
I don't want to be separated from her. I just want to go wherever they put me because I'll go with her. Well, she didn't train and she didn't go. And so I ended up in a really bad corral because I, you know, did it that way. So, and again, bad corral meaning I'm going to have thousands and thousands of people in front of me that don't really know how to run. They don't know running etiquette. They, uh, they're going to, you know, run five people across and slow down and walk right in front of you. And it, it's going to be really hard to get to the people who run the same pace as me, who I should have been starting with. So that's, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not running it for time. I don't really, so I wasn't really concerned about it. Anyway, I'll start out at the, uh, the beginning. Um, you know, I signed up for this a while ago. I, I typically run five or six miles on weekdays just to do it, just to clear my head, just to feel better, just to, you know, I don't really consider myself a runner. Um, I did try to do longer runs on the weekends leading up. Like I would do one weekend, I did like 10 miles on a Saturday. One weekend, I did like 11. Then I did 12. And I one time I did 14, like a few weeks ago. That's the most I did. And I really wanted to lose weight, too. I'm not real heavy, but uh, 170, I'm pretty comfortable at. And if you ask my doctor, I'm still 20 pounds overweight at 170, but I feel pretty good at that weight. I, I think I was up to like 185. So I was carrying around an extra 15 pounds more than I'm comfortable with. And I was I, I was going to say Friday morning I or Saturday morning, I woke up, um, my back hurt, I had a it, the, the the pain went down my back and into my hip. I was having trouble even just putting my shorts on. I was like, oh, I can't lift my leg up right. And I remember thinking, I'm running 26 miles tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble putting my shorts on. I'm like, hmm. I was like, yeah, life, what are you going to do? So I'm more the kind of guy that just toughs everything out and just does it anyway. So I, I eventually that may be my downfall. But at this, I, I've made it this far. By do, doing that. So I got up 2.30 on uh, Sunday. I was not that well prepared. Um, I wasn't unprepared. Like I said, I ran 14 miles a few weeks before. That's pretty far. Um, so, you know, I, two, two, 2.30, there's not much traffic. So I got to Epcot. Hmm, what time did I get there? Probably like 4.30. I'm, I'm going to look at my pictures for better accuracy and timing. But anyway, I went to, um, you, you, ha- you have to park at Epcot, and they make you park fairly far away. Um, as you pull into the Epcot parking lot, the marathon setup is all the way to the left. And that is a long, long, long um, parking lot. So basically, I walked probably for about 25 minutes of walking. By the time I walked wow. down there, they corral you through. They make it first. You have to walk up front in Epcot and go through security. Then they point you back out to the, the uh, parking lot. And you got to walk down there. Then they make you go through more corrals and more. It's really is like cattle, like the way they don't even try to hide it there. They even call them corrals, what they put. Yeah. So, so you know, then you go down there and if you have a bag, they give you this clear bag that you can check with the stuff to get after the race. And I did have that because I have my keys and, you know, my hat and extra shirt to change into and all that. So I got in line for that. And uh, then it's another like 15 minute walk to the starting line and all this stuff. I think you walk about at least three miles before you even start the race. 
So think about that. You you get a couple hours of sleep and you got to walk three miles. And then they say, and then since I was far back, I kept getting the, uh, uh, like, it takes longer because like every few minutes they release another one. So I didn't even start the race. I'm just looking. I got the Epcot around 4 a.m. is when I was decently in there. Um, and yeah, by the time the race started at all, I think it was yeah, maybe like 5.20 it started. They started letting people... No, it was a little before 5. They started letting the first people go. And uh, by the time I started running, what was it? It was about 5.20 a.m., so I had to stand in that corral for probably about 40 minutes and slowly move up and walk till it's my turn to go. I, I noticed on the first mile it said 40 some minutes already in uh, when on your picture or video. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I know it didn't definitely didn't take him that long to run. So he must have really been back there in the stanchions. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good catch. Yeah, I put all my uh, mileage up. So, yeah, it said. But that's, uh, yeah, that's that's because of the way that works. So anyway, the first couple of miles, you just can't really do anything. You're stuck in the middle of all these people. And in the past, I made the mistake of running around these people. Like I went out and sprinted around them and stuff. But with age, I've gotten smarter. And I'm like, no matter how you feel, by the end, you're going to regret using all that energy. So I'm like, I did pass people a lot. But I stayed on the pavement and I I I just uh, you know kept within reason. Like I, I if there was an opening I'd pick up the pace a little. But in the past I've already run on the grass and this and that and trying to improve my time and really get around everybody. And usually I've I'd see all those people hours later jogging past me as I can't even walk anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, this time I did and, and you know I, I we we actually it, they changed the route this year too. They went and they left Epcot and then they went like down the road a little bit and then turned around and came back because mile four was actually something we walked past while we were walking to the start line. So mm. it kind of looped around a little in there just to get rid of some mileage. And then they brought us in behind uh, Journey into Imagination. You know, so right by the bathrooms in the back, I was like, oh, look, you can use, you're allowed to use the bathrooms. And, you know, the monorail was going through, um, Spaceship Earth was lit up. They, they, they lit up the countries that have the ones that have the, the uh, light outlines on them, like Mexico and Mm -hmm. some of the others have them. Um, The, I think the torches were on, they had, um, they turned on the harmonious, uh, barges and just had water on you know just just Mm -hmm. playing with the water and had all that turned on so that was really pretty they had uh mariachi cobra was out playing in front of um the mexico pavilion that was cool they were out there and then we cut back by test track and we ran underneath test track like the actual track back there and stuff so that 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 was fun but we went um, before that, this this was on the other side, I guess. But we 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 went past living with the land, and we I saw the dome from outside, and there was a boat out there and stuff. So that was cool. And what do we do then? And all along here, there's characters too. Like uh, Darkwing Duck was standing by a plane 
<laughs> cool. And again, I didn't wait in line for that. I don't yeah. I don't have a single picture of myself on the entire race. None of them. Like nothing. Like there's no evidence that I even ran this race, but that's that's normal for me. So then we went mile four, five, six, seven. Um, after mile seven was when we were approaching the Magic Kingdom. So we 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 didn't get to go under the Magic Kingdom sign, which we have in the past. They changed it to, uh, you know, off the uh, bypass around it now. And as we went through the uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority, or the, what do you call it? The Ticket Transportation Center. Right, yeah. They had a, uh, a drum corps there that was playing like Japanese drums, like a bunch of them. So that, that, that was pretty cool. They had that out there. Um, we drove by a static figment, which looks like the popcorn bucket. So that... <laughs> Nobody grabbed it. No, it wasn't. No lines no, for it. Nobody or... knew about it yet. <laughs> so then that we went past mile 10, where we started running towards the magic kingdom. We kind of cut in a side entrance, um, you know, that's that's not for guests and came around the corner and then we got to run up Main Street. And that that's always a highlight just because Main Street is lined with people, at least on the left hand side, you know, running up. And um, then from there, we made a right hand turn, went through Tomorrowland. And the cool thing is, too, they play music in the parks that they don't typically play during the marathon for some reason like uh, Tomorrowland had a great big beautiful tomorrow just blaring through the speakers and i'm like that is so nice like to yeah. play music like that like you know not they they really get nostalgic and they did it at epcot too like i they had uh, i forget i think they might have had the original land song playing at epcot when i got oh, there cool. later and stuff so they they just played like really retro music so i was happy to see that so then we ran around uh, Tomorrowland, and and then we ran through the castle from the back. Then when you get through the castle, you make a right through Frontierland, past Splash Mountain, and then you go backstage again behind Splash Mountain. And that's where, you know, there's some stuff back there to see. Some parade floats were out. Um, Daisy Duck was out. Um, then from there... We're, I'm at about mile 12 now, so you exit Magic Kingdom, and uh, uh, Rabbit and Piglet were out to say hi to everybody. We uh, we went past the Grand Floridian, um, the uh, Magnolia Oak Trail Golf, the Palm Magnolia Oak Trail Golf Course. We went by that. We didn't go on it, but we went past and see the sign, and they brought out like a special Mickey golf cart there, and then we're at mile 13, and I thought this was very interesting. A little past mile 13, they have a camel pulling an old Jeep. It's not a real camel, but... And then there's a couple of characters out from the Adventures Club, and I thought that was so cool. I was going to say, I'm going to play it. I don't know how well it'll come through, but here's what he said. Yeah, I that salute to great. all those brave souls who are who are doing something incredibly foolish or, or are willing to do something <laughs> incredibly foolish. I was like, man, that is so cool. They still bring cool. out the Adventures Club characters. And it made me think I never really got into that, but I saw videos and stuff. And I'm like, that looks like one of the most fun 
coolest little things they ever did at Disney World, and it's just gone. And I'm like, that's so sad. But anyway, I thought that that that, that was really cool to see that. And then a little bit further down, there were some Hawaiian drummers and hula dancers yeah. just out on a stage. And I'm like, I have a feeling that's some leftover people from the uh, uh, luau that they don't even do anymore, right? Did They, they did cancel that, right? I that's think so. Gone. I don't think they're doing it now, yeah. But that that's what I mean. The luau's gone, and they have that in the mar- marathon. Not all of them, but some, and then... Adventures Club is long gone, and they're there in the marathon, like in character. And I'm like, that is so cool. And then a little bit further down, we go by uh, a couple of of cars from Snow White's Scary Adventure. Is out um, Mr. Toad ride vehicle, um, a Nautilus, and a rocket ship from. I don't know, whatever was in Astro Orbiters before Astro Orbiters, I guess. I don't even know what that one's from. But yeah, I old, thought that was awesome. Where did you say that was uh, located? Um, between mile 13 and 14. And it was just um, like kind of sitting there? It's just off somewhere. I don't even know where that is exactly. It's between the Magic Kingdom and running towards Animal Kingdom. I don't know. Somewhere in there. Somewhere yeah. along the road. That's they cool. just bring them out. So then we do mile 14. Um, there's some more characters after that. Mile 15. Um, we're getting to be backstage at, at Animal Kingdom now. And, um, you know, you can see where some of the animals are. They always bring out one of the extra trains I think they have for uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch for pictures. They had... They had some animals out you could take pictures with. I forget. I don't even remember which animals they were. But then you go into Animal Kingdom through a back entrance. And and then you basically run um, uh, through the backstage along the trail that goes um, between Africa and Asia. The trail towards the back of the park. And you cut through and go through Dino Land and out the back entry in Dino Land. And from there, you can see Expedition Everest behind the scenes. And um, then they had Baloo and they had the Orange Bird. They had they had these boats, too, that were in this, like, ship. They were in, just fenced in back there. I don't know what they were exactly. They're just, they're real boats and they look really old. And again, I don't know what, what that was, but... And then we got to mile 18 and mile 19, and I am starting to really feel it at this point. Um, I saw a toad at mile uh, between mile 18 and 19, and um, it, he was trying to cross the road, it looks like. And so I literally stopped people, reached down and picked them up, and I carried them over to the woods and let them go. And... Uh, you know, for that that was one of my highlights of the day. I'm like, well, I saved that toad because no one seems. I don't know why. When I run, I always look down to see what I'm stepping on. So I, I, I he got lucky that I ran by at that time. So then we went and uh, uh, Woody from Toy or no uh, Bullseye from Toy Story was there to take pictures. The horse, which is <laughs> a little weird, but I mean. That that that's something de- different. Then Woody was there and Bo Peep, and we got to mile 21. And I I, w- I was gonna say, around mile 18, I uh, 
I I kind of saw a, a very large group of runners, and they were using the Galloway method. They were running 30 seconds, walking 30 seconds, and I was ready to keel over around mile like 18, 19, something like that. So I started joining up with them. When they stopped, I stopped. And I think I was just trying to rationalize a reason to stop at that point. Like any, it just <laughs> yeah. sounded so good. I'm like, yes, let's yeah. walk 30. And then I, I was doing it. And that method, it really does work. If you ever do a longer run and you're not really an athlete per se, it, it does work. I just don't like to use it when I'm not tired. But I joined up from them from mile 18 to 24. And the reason I stopped with them was it, w- it was just fatigue. But anyway, we'll we'll get to that. Mile 21, we go by Blizzard Beach. We didn't go into Blizzard Beach, but running past the sign. And again, this is different. They used to take you to uh, the Wide World of Sports complex and make you run around those fields, which I absolutely hated that whole part. So I'm so glad they got rid of that. So that's mile 22. And then you head towards... Uh, Hollywood Studios and you know Chip and Dale were out uh, Olaf was out and then you go in behind backstage at Hollywood Studios and I always love this part for some reason you go in the back of Hollywood Studios you're you're at mile 22 at that point almost 23 you go behind the Tower of Terror and I took some pictures there and I put up a picture on Instagram and that always does so well people are always I don't know why they love to see the Tower of Terror from from the the side you're not supposed to see it from so but anyway then I get to mile 23 and like I said I always love running through Hollywood Studios I think because I know it's almost over and I've already walked from Hollywood Studios to Epcot so many times that it's like I'm back to familiar territory I know exactly where I am what I'm doing how much further it is I know it just feels good so you go through there they make you run right down uh, Hollywood Boulevard there and right out the front of the park you kind of go left as you head towards the e- exit and duck out the side and then you just go around um at that point you you take the walking path between hollywood studios and epcot and you, you, hit, you didn't you didn't take the shortcut did you your no. shortcut. <laughs> i thought about that in a cut co- there was a couple of places that i'm like you could easily game the system here <laughs> but yeah. I didn't though because I'm I knew not you didn't. I knew you wouldn't. Or anything. I I yeah. could have probably just walked right up at the end and just took the medal and not even ran anything. But anyway, mile 24 we went through and then saw Donald or it's either Donald or one of his nephews and then Thumper and then we approached Epcot and we got back into Epcot and it's so I I I gotta say. When you have all the people clapping for you and stuff, at that point, I was just gone anyway. But I was going to say, at mile 24, I kind of abandoned that running group. I couldn't even run 30 seconds at a time anymore, so they just kind of outpaced me. I could feel my right leg was beginning to have that feeling that it was going to seize up. And that's happened in other races sometime after mile 20, where then my leg is literally having a major charlie horse and all i can do is hold it straight and kind of limp and and i'm like all right i'm gonna just walk for now and i don't care i said at this point i could walk the rest of the race and it really wouldn't make any difference i'm like i don't need to to 
get to the point where people are going to be like, are you all right? Are you, you know what I mean? Being in Epcot too, they'd probably be like, yeah. what's wrong? Oh no, something's wrong. It's like, all right, my leg is going to seize up. So anyway, I walked pretty much mile 24 to 25. Um, the, the fountains were on for the harmonious stuff and they were making cool rainbows and it was, they were playing cool music. So that, that, that was nice too. Um, I walked basically walked all the way down to mile 26 and from mile 26 to 26.2 I did slowly run because I just didn't want to walk in front of the stand people so but you know what I was gonna say though you know how many people I saw and it's usually girls I saw a lot of people in Epcot just sprinting right through to the thing and they do not look sweaty. They are not tired. They look 100% like they did not run anything. And I remember telling my daughter, I said, well, since you didn't run, you, you, you could always just put your bib on. And then late, later on at Epcot, just leisurely jog through the end and pick up your medal. And you still got it. I think there's people that do that. They don't check at that point. If you, want, if you run through that thing and you have a bib on, they're going to give you a medal. I mean, you won't have any official time. It'll be like an error or something. But you could you could easily just give up, go back to the finish line, and just sprint through at the last. Because, like I said, when you run that far, some of these people don't even look like athletes. You know, they just look like regular people. But they look 100% refreshed and just jogging through. And I remember thinking too, after 26 miles at a, at a fairly consistent pace, you get to know who's running, who's not. You see the people around you. I don't remember seeing any of these people. So I really think that happens. You know, I really yeah. do. I don't, I think it's dumb. That's paying. Would Disney really care if, if you buy a medal from them for $200? They're probably like, sure, go ahead. What they, they do not care. Yeah, they don't it's care. Like, and a marathon is like a personal accomplishment anyhow so oh, yeah, it's like me. they don't care well know? that's what my daughter couldn't run and i asked if there's anything we could do when we went to the expo and they were like nope and they were like well if you call them they might send you the medal and i said i don't even i said she doesn't want the medal she didn't run in the marathon <clears throat> i was like why would she i didn't say why but i thought to myself who would want a medal for a marathon they didn't run i'm like i I would, I would have no interest in that. So I was like, oh, no, I just wasn't sure how it worked. I don't want the medal. Like, no, thanks. Yeah, I guess I would ask, you know, so you're you're kind of like exhausted at that point. You're cramping up. Do you take like do you do any of the refreshments that they offer along the course, like a oh, banana yeah. or anything? I do. I do. I, I drank water whenever they offered it to me, sometimes two cups. I didn't really do the Gatorade. I don't like the Powerade or Gatorade. Like, And I did bring some tablets with me that are supposed to be like salt tabs slash electrolyte tabs. I brought like 20 of them with me. I ended up eating like four. It's like I just don't like to eat when I run and I know I should. I just it, I just a hard time for me. So, yeah. And basically by the end. I, I don't even feel, I feel half alive at that point. Like, it's like by the time you run that far, and at least for me, because I'm not that well prepared, I'm like, I don't feel like anything matters by the end. I'm just kind of in a haze, just barely able to uh, process what's going on. So I got my stuff, I got my medal, and then I started to leave. 
And again, it's it's another 15 minute walk going through a maze to get back to drop parking lot to find your car, and then all the way to the end. At that walk, <coughs> that walk. <coughs> sorry, that walk felt like forever. And at that point, I really just didn't want to walk or run anymore. And it's just you know. And so I I I I drove home. And, you know, just getting in and out of the car is difficult. Like getting oh, out man. of the car is like, man, I, I got to figure out what to grab onto and how to lean because <laughs> my legs wow. just aren't functioning anymore. And again, if, if you train properly, you probably won't have these issues. But I basically just tough it through. I'm like, you're either going to finish or die and just go. And and like I said, I made it. But and then from by the time I got home, you know, I, I did eat something and. I, I fell asleep then after a little while, and then I woke up with a splitting headache, just really bad. It's probably from dehydration, honestly, because no matter how much you drink, it was warm that day. Of course, marathon day, it went up to like 80 degrees. It's oh like, my. that's that is so bad for running. Yeah. So anyway, I recovered by about seven o'clock at night. I began to feel better, but that's what scares me. When you're not prepared properly, what I put my body through, I think, you know, I basically beat my body half to death and it was able to recover by seven o'clock. I, I, I mean, I still couldn't walk right or anything, but I felt fine. I was hungry. I felt not headachy anymore. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. I'm, I'm out of that, you know, but it's just scary, though. You probably shouldn't treat yourself. Probably if there was anything wrong with me physically, meaning I had something wrong but it didn't kill me yet that would probably push push it right into being like well we never knew he had a defect but <laughs> he pushed himself so far that yeah he's gone now you know too bad he didn't know so yeah you, you shouldn't do that stuff i don't recommend doing that stuff to yourself but again i've done it before i suppose i shouldn't keep doing it forever because eventually i'm going to get too old and my body's going to be like <laughs> something in there is just going to break it's like you can't push yourself that hard but anyway I, I got another one under my belt and uh it's not easy and one more metal up on the wall and uh i if i did what i i shouldn't say i probably will do it again but i hope that i train better i really do like i i i, I need to I need to put more training in and it can be a better experience. But so that's about it for the marathon. Well, that's great, John. You should be very proud of, uh, of getting through that thing and, and that accomplishment. You earned that medal. And I know you, you were a little nervous about all the more you trained for it, uh, yeah. leading up to that. So it, I was it's really just, thinking I might get picked up this time. And uh, I really was thinking that, and now I didn't get anywhere near that. So even with the walking at the end, there's nobody coming up to get me. I, I did fine. I think I did it in like, phew, Maybe five hours and 40 minutes, 45 minutes, something like that. Wow. And I can tell you in the past, I've done it as fast as four hours and 30 minutes when I was trained properly and a cool day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can't. They, they, the heat makes me, I, I run way too hot to handle hot running in the warmth. So once that sun came up and it really, mm -hmm. yeah, it just, I'm not a good, I can run short distances, but long distance in the heat. I remember telling you when I would go to Pennsylvania to visit my mom, I can run 10 miles easy that I couldn't do it anywhere near that down here because just the cool weather. You know? Yeah. Such 
how for the uninitiated like myself how, how do you how do they track your times like how do they know what your times are there is a little uh plastic sensor thing in your race bin and okay. you run over trackers th randomly throughout i don't know exactly how many but once in a while you run past the thing and if someone's like tracking you at home it'll say you know he's at mile 18 like you, you can like, get reports on loved ones running or something and they know where you get to which is why if you just put on the bib and go to epcot and prance through at the end and grab your medal you can keep the medal, but you'll have no record of running it because you didn't right. go over those things. So you have no time record. But like I said, I'm I I would be willing to bet that there's a lot of people that do that. You know, like oh, I imagine sure. an Instagrammer or something. It's like at a certain point, most of the stuff you do is fake anyway. Why not fake run a marathon? <laughs> it's like true. what's the difference? That's true. <laughs> maybe, Everything else maybe, is fake. Just definitely why, more why, TikTok. Why does that matter? Yeah, definitely TikTokers. I'm sure they were dancing during the run, putting it on TikTok and stuff. So, you know. Yeah, I'm sure some people are in good enough shape to do all that. But like I said, you'd at least look fairly tired after getting up at two in the morning and running 26 yeah. miles. Because that's what gets me, too. It was hot. I had very little sleep. And 26 months. It's like if you if you eliminate two of those factors, I would be much better at, at doing it. Like <laughs> let me run at a normal time. Yeah. And uh, I'd I'd rather run at night. Like I'd I'd like the race to start at 6 p.m. when the sun's yeah, right. going down, and just run till you're done. That would feel much more natural than getting up with no sleep. It's like at least that would be the no sleep part in the beginning. Like I don't know. Well, again, I say congratulations. It's uh, that's a great accomplishment. Uh, you know that that's not easy, and uh, you know I don't I don't care that you were walking towards the end. That that's just amazing. You know that uh, you know that you were able to do that without with very little training. You know, I, I think I'm 47 now, and like I said, according to my doctors, I'm probably about 35 pounds. According to me, I'm about 15 to 20 because yeah. I don't agree with them. But yeah, you know, I, I'm not I'm not a thin running guy. <laughs> I'm yeah. old. I'm, my legs are short, so my stride is terrible. It's like if you're tall, you you can in 26 miles you can really get a good stride going. But my short legs, I'm working. It's like a chihuahua running. You know, my legs are going <laughs> and going just to keep up. So. That's why you run hot, right? So. Yeah, I do. All right, John. Well, that was that, that was a great uh, marathon report. I, I I love the experience, like your description of the experiences along the way. It's uh, yeah, regular guy marathon. That's right, regular. I was thinking that too when you were doing that. So, all right, how did your social media go this week? Well, it's been <clears throat> it's been going well. Um, let's see the highlights. I think for the week. Uh, when did I do that one? Yeah, I think my best performing post of the week is I did a little, oh no, last Saturday I did uh, Splash Mountain, 78,000 views. Splash Mountain seems to win every time. I don't know every why. Time. Yeah. I did a little clip. That's 78,000 views. The second place one was Be Our Guest. I did a little montage reel just just for fun because people love that and that got like 39,000 views and 3,500 likes but in contrast Splash Mountain got 
78,000 views and 5,300 likes. So, right. again, Disney, people seem to love Figment and they really love Splash Mountain. So, what are we working on? Yeah. Moana? I don't, I don't know. Like, let's let's let people have what they want at least you know well that but, that's in chapek's new uh little statement about where he oh, wants to take yeah. the company give the customers what they want but uh, i haven't you know. seen i don't know which customers he's talking either. about but, <laughs> but overall my social media is doing good though i am just under fifty-five thousand followers right now so it, it hasn't been a super fast, explosive growth, but it's been a consistent about 1%. Um, my universal one has been slightly zero to a loss. I think overall wow. the last 30 days I have zero new, new followers because it just hasn't been doing good. But I haven't been there enough either, honestly. I need to get there more. I think when I move to my new house, it'll be easier because it'll be closer than to it'll be closer than Disney. So I think I'll be able to do it more, but I've just been so busy lately and everything's been so crowded and I, I will get, I will get it. But again, I'm still getting paid. I'm up to almost $400 in reels bonuses for my universal account. So good, bad or indifferent $400. Yeah. I think you, maybe with the Mardi Gras event, you might, maybe you'll get some more uh, views coming up. I don't know. People seem to love that in real life, but Social me- me- media wise, it just doesn't never did that well. But anyway, I want to move on to TikTok this week. My my video of Hagrid's uh, roller coaster is up to four million views. Oh my gosh! Four million! Wow! I am up to thirty three thousand followers. Wow! I am beginning to be real on TikTok. I'm materializing as an actual. <laughs> That's great. TikToker. That is awesome. And, and I was going to say, I, I I was asked by, uh, I was invited by an app called Zebra or Z-E-B-R. They collaborate with people that want their sounds to get out and they pay you for it. They're in England. I asked my daughter who makes good money on TikTok and she said, yep, they're, they're legitimate. I would definitely do that. So I did one challenge. I only made $5. Hey, $5, $5. Somebody just offered me, or no, five euros. So it's more than $5. Yeah. And somebody just offered me 16 euros to put up a post with their sound. And I was like, sure. Wow. So again, I think that's close to like $20 in the US, but, and then I've been getting 10 or $11 a day while this thing is in from the TikTok creator fund because you don't get a lot from that. But, you know, with the amount that I've been getting, it's turning into, you know, a little bit more. But that's getting people's attention, too. So I may be able to start using people's sounds on TikTok and making money on that, which would honestly be more consistent than YouTube because YouTube could just pull their bonus structure anytime. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm beginning to get more excited about that is TikTok because awesome. I just opened it up and it said 33,000 followers and I have 892,000 likes. That's better than so many of the really popular Disney uh, uh, people. Like yeah. they they don't just don't translate in TikTok and you know I a lot of my stuff is luck. I don't whatever if whatever i can do if people start paying me to do signs or sounds i don't understand 
the way any of this stuff works, but if I can get money out of it, heck. That is awesome. I'm really excited to see where this goes for you. I I think that you have great potential because that that growth happens so quick. I mean, that is so cool. Very cool. Oh, every time I turn on TikTok, the inbox thing says 99 plus just between likes and follows and wow. Just great. So Again, one, one viral, one or two viral, and it's just like, man, uh, it's just yeah, great. I've got Divine at 1.1 million, 4 million for Hagrid's, and some of the other ones. I have a Splash Mountain at 325,000, another one at 274. I don't know. I, I, I was trying to find where my 688,000 for my Everest video that I put up there. So, I mean, I might actually get to a million plus on even more but so far i've got two and apparently that got some people's attention because all of a sudden they're interested in asking me to participate in these things and that's how you make money in tiktok you get big and then you use people's sounds in exchange for money and i can use sounds for anything i don't care that's great like i did the one that i got the five euros from i got to I think I only had to get to like 500 views or a thousand or something. And you, the more views, the more money you get. But my only issue was I would have been able to make like 20 or $30, but it, I'm slower to roll out, meaning I'm up to almost 10,000 views on that now, which would have been great, but it took me a couple of days to get there. So we'll see in the future um, how that goes, but I'm sure they're still happy. They probably know that in the end, I, I got they only paid me five euros and they got a lot of views on that so yeah yeah but we'll see I, I I was just excited though that that is exciting news I think I'm up to like sixty dollars on my creator fund money in that total. is great that is great but hey I might actually have enough to request the money at some point so yeah that's awesome take note YouTube you suck. yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're the way they do things. Algorithms they use and everything. Just bad, bad. And then all the changes all the time. No stability. All right, John. Well, where can they find you on social media? Well, you can find me at c.wdw on TikTok and c.wdw on Instagram and c.wdw on Facebook, c.wdw on YouTube, c.uo on Instagram. And that's about it. All right. And you can find me at the giant rat, T H E E giant rat on Instagram and TikTok. And we will see you on the next one.